Do you want to make a difference in the world? And see the lives of the people of India and all internationals transformed with the gospel? As India goes, all Asia will go with Living the Dream podcast provides tools for you to pray, give, and go as you become an active participant in the Great Commission and help your church's demographic represent the demographic of your community. Get ready to find your strategy for reaching your community and changing the world here at Living the Dream podcast with your host, Pastor Kevin. Hello, this is Pastor Kevin, and it's September the 29th, 2020. You're listening to episode 50. I can't believe we're already hitting episode 50 on the Living the Dream podcast, but it's because of you, the audience, that continues to come back and listen to this conversation. If you haven't already, please subscribe and make sure you don't miss a single episode. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, I encourage you to please go leave us the highest review podcast Possible, and we would really be grateful for your feedback. We have listeners from the United States, India, Spain, Iran, Germany, Finland, South Africa, Canada, Philippines, Australia. Thank you so much. Wherever you're listening, thank you. And I'd love to know if, if you're listening from a country that I did not list here Please email me. My personal email is kevin at globalhopeindia.org and let me know where you're listening from. But thank you for joining the revolution of reaching the foreign-born internationals, living in our community with the gospel and partnering with them to fulfill the Great Commission. Last week, we dove into an exciting episode on reaching Hamid, and I had our special guest, the international travel manager for Global Hope India, Justin, all the way from India, on the show, and he's actually held up in the USA at the moment. His flight to India was canceled back in April, and he's still here in the USA, and so we took advantage of that, and I asked him to share the story of reaching and Hamid. If you missed last week's episode, you're going to need to go back and make sure you catch part one because today is part two and we are going to continue with the second half of that interview right now. Let's go. It wasn't long after that that he was finishing up his studies right. and was going to go back to Iran. Mm-hmm. In that youth camp, we really, a big group of us, just really committed to just pray for him every day right. as he was going back. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, to see him go from uh, someone who had no exposure to Jesus growing up, mm-hmm. no Bible, no church, never been under the shadow of a steeple, mm-hmm. and now he comes to India and he not only is exposed to the gospel, but he receives Christ as his personal Lord and Savior and how he is able now to go back to Iran wow. um, with with the Bible and his phones loaded with Bible, his right. with Hillsong worship, mm-hmm. all of this music from around the world. And he still is not in an area where there's a church, mm-hmm. but yet he has very strong faith in God. Yep. And he's a praying person to mm-hmm. the Lord Jesus, regularly communicates back and forth of his faith in God mm-hmm. and still being strong in the Lord, right. um, even though he's he's far from being able to gather mm-hmm. uh, in a church. Thank God for that word that don't you know that you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And that's true of Hamid's life there right. in Iran. Mm-hmm. Right now, so right now he is in Iran and, and it's, um, you know, it's surrounded by 
you know that by a muslim and so he couldn't you know he can uh worship in front of them he can go to the church but some when after he went back some of his family started asking why why don't you go to the mosque mm-hmm. they started questioning him but he didn't say anything you know it i will go he kept saying that i will go but him uh sometime we we talk on the phone and he said you know whatever the pressures i have yeah i will never cancel my faith mm-hmm. and so it felt like it felt like he started um growing mm-hmm. you know he growing and then he just i don't sometimes uh, our teams you know we pray for him and then he kept sending us a uh, um you know the the worship new worship music and mm-hmm. then and, and then some Bible verse and mm-hmm. and he's the one that now he's preaching us like mm-hmm. you know you know yeah. and so it just so excited and and yeah i would love to all of you those who are listening to this podcast i you know i would love you to pray for him as well remember pray uh, for my friends mm-hmm. and so he will never get weak and he will be more strong and mm-hmm. faithful to to God and then he can live with that. Well, we also know of the impact of his uh transformation mm-hmm. and how that impacted the local community there mm-hmm. uh, within the students from Iran living in India because many of them watched his life be transformed by Jesus and they respected him for it. They really saw him grow. He's been able to share his faith with mm-hmm. many people mm-hmm. and that's been a great encouragement. So mm-hmm. I really want to break it down just a quick list to for our audience of what was attractive to hamid what was attractive was worship mm-hmm. he actually was really led to a living relationship with god by watching other followers of jesus worship jesus mm-hmm. that that was attracted to him it, it brought it made him curious mm-hmm. it really created opportunities for discussion between the two of you mm-hmm. and him having some questions about that right it was attractive to see the believers passion mm-hmm. uh for the lord and you you i remember you sharing about how when he saw someone like up front sharing a testimony and they would become emotional mm-hmm. he would tell you after the service that he felt emotions mm-hmm. as they were sharing it really had an impact on him Right. to see the believers passion the love of the believers their their love for each other the love for the lord their love for him mm-hmm. uh, was very attractive to yeah. him i remember that after after he became a christ follower and he say one time he told me that um you know why i was so much wanted to go to church and why i was so much into um like the christians I was started learning I was started learning pursuing that how much you have care about me and how much you have given me financially or even a message and a prayer um none of my friend I have so many friends here in India and even in Iran but um none of my friend will support me like that mm-hmm. except except I know that even uh, I went to church and they were so happy full of joy and excitement and I was so excited to see that and in my country we if we are stranger that means stranger mm-hmm. we don't even you know um talk we don't even uh, some we just say hi hello that's all we don't even talk but mm-hmm. this when i go to the church it was so totally different mm-hmm. like i i feel like i'm living in a different world that's what he's saying mm-hmm. and so as a christians we 
love to help to someone and generous mm-hmm. and, yeah. and all that. And he he started um, learning that from true our Christian yeah. friends. Well, as you know, I've just written a book, Audacious Generosity, and I really believe Hamid was used of God to really help me to appreciate the value of generosity. Mm-hmm. Uh, many things in India have taught me that value, and I think it's something that we take for granted. Uh, we just think everyone's generous, right. but it's really the Lord Jesus Christ that teaches us generosity. You will never see a greater act of generosity than being beat beyond recognition so that we can have a right relationship with God and nailed to a cross and spit upon and crucified a humiliating death mm-hmm. for the forgiveness of my sin and your sin. Mm-hmm. It's the greatest exchange that we'll ever know and there is no greater demonstration of generosity. And we read in John three sixteen, for God so loved that he gave for the believers of Jesus to go out and give. It's, it's an incredible expression of the gospel mm-hmm. and it's powerful. And it's something that Muslims aren't used to and Hindus aren't used to right. not saying there aren't generous Muslims, there are, Mm -hmm. or generous Hindus, there are, but you'll never see a purpose for that generosity outside of Jesus. And it's really, as I share about in the book, Audacious Generosity, God's strategy for fulfilling the Great Commission Mm -hmm. is generosity for God so loved that he gave. Continuing on with the list of what was attractive, prayer was attractive. Mm -hmm. Uh, It wasn't ritualistic prayer. You can find that in the Christian expression with orthodox prayers, nothing wrong with written prayers and reciting prayer, especially historical, traditional prayer. But see a person in 2020 take a mic and lead a group of believers in prayer and then to hear the person beside you saying, yes, Lord, amen, hallelujah, praise the Lord, or whatever in agreement as that person's praying is a very unique experience for a Muslim or for a Hindu person to really see congregational prayer Mm -hmm. like that. And it conversational prayer Mm -hmm. of really talking to God, that's foreign. (laughs) I think we take that for granted Mm -hmm. that we just grew up saying our prayers, you know, saying prayer over uh, a meal, saying Mm -hmm. grace over a meal and things like that. But it really can have a profound impact on on a, a foreign born international. The aspect of a personal God, Hamid began to understand that you're not trying to introduce him to this supreme power out in the universe, Mm -hmm. but that Jesus offers us a personal living relationship with God Mm -hmm. and then practical. Remind us of just some of the ways in which you saw God be practical to Hamid. You shared about the story of your generosity Mm -hmm. and that and how the believers really cared for him. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, any yeah. other things Even, come to mind? Um, I think, and when he was in youth camp, mm-hmm. Pablo youth camp, all of his uh, teammate, you know, mm-hmm. he was in a teammate, mm-hmm. all of them were praying for him every single night. Mm-hmm. And so, and everybody will support him. And, and he, he said that, I feel like this is my family, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know? So he started um, learning lots of things from the Christian friends in the youth camp mm-hmm. and so he, it, that was a great uh, admire for him and then it was a, and it was a great encouragement to him as we wrap up i really just want to give some practical 
things that anyone on the planet can do in just reaching Hamid Mm -hmm. and just reaching the foreign born internationals living in our community. Give us, give us just one of the most practical things that uh, you can think of that really was fundamental in you reaching Hamid. Mm -hmm. Where did that start? I think um, pray. Mm -hmm. I think I would consider as a pray. It's um, very important. And then he 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 started learning um, from the youth camp, Bible youth camp. Mm-hmm. And so because he said it, because all of my, even my family would not be able to pray like that over me. Mm-hmm. But even you came during the youth camp, my team member, they every single night they pray for him. As you began to build a friendship with him, mm-hmm. one of your primary acts mm-hmm. of kindness to him was just you beginning to intercede for him, right. for his faith. Mm-hmm. Remember how you were sharing as he took communion, you were praying for him yeah, um, mm-hmm. because you knew that this would just be an awkward experience for mm-hmm. him. Yeah. And and so you're praying for him yeah. as, as you're watching that unfold. That's right. One of the next things I see that you did was you introduced him to other believers. Mm-hmm. You didn't just take him to church, dart in the back door, mm-hmm. sit there, run out real quick before the church was over and he never knew the pastor. He never knew the worship leader, never knew any of like, tell me what would mm-hmm. it look like when the church was over? What, what would happen? Would y'all just immediately leave real fast or? Oh no. So after the church, we just, uh, walk out from the church and then we're just outside of the church. There would be, uh, uh some, um, the fruits and some uh, coffee or in you know, a juice that mm-hmm. we can bring and along and we can talk we can meet to the new people like the friends and and the families and so i started introducing um to our friends and mm-hmm. even a church member and and to the pastor as well mm-hmm. and so the pastor started at, ended up with um inviting us to his place for the dinner mm-hmm. and so that was uh yeah that was a very start uh I would say very smart move. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know. So he he was that kind of like, oh, I I I went to the pastor church and now I'm having a, a meal with pastor. This is the this is great. Mm-hmm. You know, it's very important for him. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it doesn't all rise and fall on you as the believer right. to have to have the only relationship with this friend, mm-hmm. but you extend that as you introduce them to others right and Mm -hmm. you just continue to let god work in that Mm -hmm. Uh, some know him by name and some actually invite him over to their home but and introducing them to other christians can be very powerful Mm -hmm. so the next thing i heard was how you were just real to him Mm -hmm. even in the confusion of communion you were just real about that if it was awkward it could become something that you would even laugh about, mm-hmm. not in disrespect, but just in uh, seeing that that happened to be funny because he's Muslim and here he is, you know, now sitting in a Christian church. And mm-hmm. that's just, that's actually a good thing. Right. Um, and so don't be shy about that and mm-hmm. frustrated about that, but roll with it and be real mm-hmm. uh, about that. You also showed him very real generosity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, answered real questions. Mm-hmm. The generosity. I just uh, wanted to add one more thing. I started learning the generosity from my mom. So my mom, when we were childhood, she taught us how to be generous. Mm-hmm. We were growing up uh, like we're uh, growing up in a very small family and a very poor family. But my mom, she gave everything that whatever she has, even if she don't have enough money, but 
if there's somebody needs something, if somebody is uh, somebody is um, struggling or or needing food, she give it away. Mm. And so that's how I learned generosity from my mom. Mm. And so you know, even in Pune, that's what that's what I was doing. Yeah. yeah. And it's not nothing like that. I want you. I want my friend Hamid to be, uh, st- uh, you know, um, l- like look at me and then how generous I am. I'm not showing off anything mm-hmm. like that. Right. It just, it just um, the natural and yeah. just trying to help him. Give us something else that you found to be effective in reaching Hamid. Mm-hmm. I would say like pointing him to Jesus. Often, a lot of times, we can get confused about really wanting him to become like a member of the church. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that might be a value. Uh, or like we might even say, uh, you know, I really hope you'll be baptized, or I really hope you'll join this small group, or I really hope you'll start giving an offering. And there's not anything wrong with those things, but what does it profit a man if he joins the small group or if he gets baptized or if he becomes a member, but yet he still doesn't know Jesus? Mm-hmm. One of the things I like about your story is that um, the whole invitation was to go to church, but the whole point of that invitation was for him to have a living relationship with Christ. Right. You didn't really show him how you wore this attendance badge to church Mm -hmm. or how you have all these offering envelopes for the offering. What you showed him was what it looked like to be a follower of Jesus Mm -hmm. and what you prioritized in your prayers toward on his behalf Mm -hmm. was that he would give his life to Christ. Right. You pointed him to Jesus. Yeah. The next thing I just want to say based upon the story is just never give up. Right. Um, And anything come to mind there? about Mm -hmm. just as we're reaching out to foreign born internationals just don't take don't take no for an answer you know maybe let's say before hamid went to church maybe you invited three people and they didn't go to church Mm -hmm. well you could have quit after the first two never showed up but but you just it's not personal Mm -hmm. it's not i mean like what we just said point them to christ not point them to our popularity Mm -hmm. it's not about are they going to like me or are they going to go with me? Uh, Am I going to feel rejected if they don't go? You're being an ambassador for Christ. And so don't take no for an answer. It doesn't mean you start controlling. And we've already talked about unconditional love, Mm -hmm. but but just you realize God has the final say so Mm -hmm. in these things. There will be someone who God will be working in. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you might have to hit the pause button with some people Mm -hmm. because God's, for whatever reason, they're just not open. Mm -hmm. And it would be like a root canal to get them to go any further in their faith. Mm -hmm. But there will always be someone, if you'll just keep asking, if you'll just keep building friendships, there will be someone who is going to be ready, who will will want to grow. They'll they'll become a seeker Mm -hmm. or they'll become a follower of Christ. And so just don't give up. Yeah, exactly. I never shame of any of my friends to ask them to come to the church with me. Whether they say that yes or no doesn't matter, but I always keep trying mm-hmm. that, you know, some people ended up with go to church with me. Some of them know, but but still I kept trying whoever I met my like in my life. And so it just um, you know, we are the God followers and just keep inviting to the people. 
yeah. did that. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much for sharing the story of Hamid. I trust it's been enlightening to our audience. And I really believe that God wants to do what he did in Hamid's life millions and millions of times. I mean, he has told us that until Jesus is proclaimed in every nation, uh, the end will not come. Mm -hmm. And we're witnessing greater decay today than ever before as far as, you know, just the earth environment and everything just really coming closer and closer to an end. But yet statistics show there's still three billion people that don't have access to the gospel. Mm -hmm. And so in order to fulfill the Great Commission, we've got to give them access to the gospel. And uh, so when we reach the foreign-born international living in the U.S., we can then partner with them to fulfill the Great Commission. Mm -hmm. Uh, So thanks for sharing that. And I thank you for being in the audience today. I really hope that you appreciated part two of Reaching Hamid as much as I did. And if you did not catch part one, you want to make sure that you go back and take a listen to that. Until the church on earth looks like the church in heaven, I invite you to join me in championing this message of reaching the foreign-born internationals living in our community, reaching them with the gospel and partnering with them to fulfill the Great Commission. Next week, I can't wait to share with you the episode on You Belong Here. It's a great message. You want to be here to receive that message. You belong here. I love you. I praise God for you. God bless you and your outreach of the gospel this week. I'll see you again right here next week. Check out Kevin's new book, Audacious Generosity. Given the choice, every one of us wants to be more generous, but fear holds us back. Audacious generosity is where God is the giver, and giving depends on what God puts into your hands. Gone are the days of feeling pressured to be the giver. Instead, audacious generosity will empower you for limitless giving as God gives through you. See what happens when we open our hands to God and commit in advance to use what He puts in our hands to fulfill His mission. Check out audaciousgenerosity.com and reserve your copy today. That's audaciousgenerosity.com. We want to give some local love to our friends at Selling to Give. They align their profession of serving clients, buying or selling a home with their passion to impact and transform lives. They donate the first fruit of every home sold through their Selling to Give Foundation to support local and global ministries. We salute David and Amanda Williams from Selling to Give for their generosity and gospel impact. Check out their website at sellingtogive.com. Thank you for listening to the Living the Dream podcast, empowering and equipping church staff with an identifiable and measurable strategy for reaching internationals and changing the world. You can help us live the dream by liking, commenting, subscribing to this podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts. And you can find more resources to empower and equip your church staff at globalhopeindia.org resources. That's globalhopeindia.org resources. 